On another episode of Locked On Lightning, the Lightning drop a game to the Detroit Red Wings at home. A disappointing loss, 4-3 at home. To, and finally, and their slew of games against this just frustrating team to play against. Steven Stamkos joins Marty St. Louis, most points all time in franchise history. Ross Colton continues the role. Nikita Kucherov continues to stay hot. And we talk about that Lightning defense as to why they're still struggling on the defensive side of the ice. All that and more, but first... Let's play that music. You're locked on lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay lightning part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. And just a reminder that today's episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts on this episode. The Lightning, we're, we're talking about the Lightning struggling. I, I mean, it's been obviously a theme that's been going on for the past month or so. Really something that has. I have stated on every episode has just it's been a slow buildup all season long to what we've seen now. Obviously, there are a ton of factors. It's not as clear cut really as what I've tried to make out be. Uh, there are tons of factors that go into this. Just just really struggling on, on many facets of the game as well as just general fatigue. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But first, I want to thank all of you to making us your first listen if you're listening to us on an audio platform or your first watch if you're watching us here on YouTube right now. And I'm going to start just talking about general takeaways from this game because as stated on Twitter, yeah, you know, you never want to lose to a divisional foe. And I have stated all season long that probably one of the toughest teams that the Lightning have had to face all year have been Detroit. And it was still shocking to think, well, to see when you're looking over the stats over this entire season that the Lightning had, that's the first time they have lost to Detroit all year. And you, one might think, really, the Lightning have not lost the game. Some of you might think, some of you might be on the other side of, well, of course they haven't lost to Detroit. Detroit is not nearly as good as the Lightning. But it, it seems as though Detroit has had the upper hand on this lightning team uh, for the most part of all the games that they've played. And really what the theme has been all season long has been the fact that, that the lightning are a notoriously slow team. Detroit is a team with nothing to lose because let's face it, there wasn't really a whole lot of optimism for this team to make the playoffs this year or really to make any noise within the division at all, uh, given how tough the Atlantic division is. And and we really thought that Montreal, as who is also another big letdown, was going to come in this year and do something. And clearly, they are one of the, lo- the worst teams in the league, starting to pick it up as the season comes to a close. But through four games, Lightning are 3-1-0 and oh, against this Red Wings team. Uh, with a points percentage of 0.750 goals for, forced on that's 15 to 12 uh, lightning favor, of course, uh, averaging close to four goals per game. Uh, 
where they're giving up basically three on the nose. So, like I said, you know, this this Red Wings team is tough. They have nothing to lose, and you could see it just the way they play. And the Lightning were prepared for that in this game. The Lightning, I think, and I and I give them a lot of flack just for how they start off games. But really what it comes down to in this in this Red Wings game, I don't really have a lot to complain about. And for some of my usual listeners or, or watchers, viewers, excuse me, of this, this show, that might come as a surprise considering, you know, I'm usually the first to point out the faults in this team. I'm not afraid to tell it how it is. Uh, but last night, really, the Lightning... If you look at the stats, if you take away just the goals and you just look at the stat line, you really would have thought the Lightning won this game 6-3, 5-5-2, or whatever sort of lopsided score you want to come up with uh, where both teams scored. Because the Lightning shots on goal, 41. I mean, all things considered, uh, really what it came down to is just Detroit was was matching Tampa punch for punch. Uh, as well as on the other side of it was just Tampa just kind of letting the game slip through their fingers and just turning it back on a little too late or or just running out of steam a little too late. And that's really what it was because uh, from the opening puck drop, I really thought Tampa weathered the storm pretty well. Getting on the board in the second period, Ross Colton, who continues the role, scoring his 18th and 19th goals of the season, who... Uh, we'll get into to Ross Colton uh, in just a little bit, and and as well as Nikita Gutroff, who also scored in this game, because really those two guys have just been playing out of their minds over the last couple of weeks, as well as a slew of other players. But those are the guys who have, have really stood out, especially Ross Colton, who we've spoken a, a, a ton about on this show, how he has really stepped up his game this year and, and has really, really, you know, you would, you would figure most players would kind of have sort of a, a disappointing season after, you know, Ross didn't exactly have a incredible season last year, given the, the length of the season and it being his rookie year. Uh, you could figure that there would have been a little bit of a jump in his numbers, but I don't think anyone expected uh, him to come out of the gates like this. So it, all things considered, especially off the pressure and the expectations that you know, not just some people, including or truly might have had for Ross, but just him himself, because you could see when I spoke to him, he he is he puts a lot of pressure on himself. You could see he, he on the ice as well. He gets on himself pretty quickly. Uh, and that was more so earlier in the season. But I, I'll get back into Ross Colton and Nikita Crawford in just a little bit. But really, this the lightning team, this lightning team really did a very good job last night. I thought they were moving the puck. Uh, very well. They were cycling the puck. They were setting up sequences uh, quite often, something that you really don't see from this team. Uh, they were doing a good job, for the most part, controlling the puck in the neutral zone, as well as at their own blue line, which um, we did see them falter a little bit later on in the game. Uh, the Lightning have fallen to the trap of, well, not the, the trap, but have fallen to the habit of giving up, giving up, uh, turn, giving up the puck at their own blue line, which results in breakaway chances. And we've kind of seen that from their defensive core this year. And and most most notably, Mikhail Sergachev, who who I don't mind him controlling the power play. I don't can I don't mind him controlling the, the offensive side of things and being 
somewhat of the point guard or the quarterback or whatever you want to analogy you want to use for his role out there on the ice. But it seems like especially this year, and we've seen it from certain points with Victor Hedman, where Hedy could kind of get away with it just because of his ability, his skating ability, his ability to get back and, and make plays defensively without taking a penalty. Uh, Sergeyev really all year, and, and we kind of seen this over the last couple of seasons here and there. It's going to happen to defensemen, at, you know, once in a bloom, once in a while, but it, it's become too common for for Sergeyev, where he he makes so, some sort of a a risky pass, or or he just mistimes uh, his moves, and he ends up giving up the puck, and, and we saw that, and it resulted in a in a goal in this game and, and and really something that John Cooper needs to put a, put a lid on uh, that's, there's no other way to put around it. Uh, that coupled with uh, just fighting for positioning in front of the net. We've, I've spoken about this on past episodes numerous times. Uh, I, I would say probably two out of the four goals that Detroit scored last night were basically second chances in front of the net. Uh, if I believe the third one uh, being, um, it wasn't Raymond's. I believe it was Verona's, if I'm not mistaken. It was, um, it was, it was a puck through traffic. But regardless of of who scored what, uh, this team needs to do a better job in front of their goaltender. You know, we've I've spoken about this actually over since probably the the start of Lockout Lightning a couple of seasons ago, where. It seems like this team, and, and understandably so, kind of falls into the trap of relying on their goaltender and, and having Vazzy pick them up. And, and we've saw this a little bit in some of the starts that Elliot had this year as well. Uh, but the situation has changed uh, for this team. What they really need to do is pick up their goaltender. Uh, it's no secret by now that Vasilevsky is still a little sluggish. He he still needs some time, and, and which is why... I get it. You're playing an Atlantic. You're playing a divisional foe. Having said that, just throw Elliot out there. I know you want to keep Vasilevsky uh, fresh, but you don't. I feel like any back-to-back starts, depending on you know, no matter how many days or you have off between then, between games, I still think you you got to rest Vasilevsky as much as possible at this point. Just give him a chance to get his head on straight, uh, because. I feel like right now, even in this game, even though it was a close game and they did have a chance to win it, um, numerous chances to to pull out in front and as well as win. I still think the the stats speak for themselves in this situation. Vasilevsky has not been really just that lockdown goaltender that we're used to him seeing, uh, used to seeing from him. And and really, it, it's not really so much what he's doing wrong. It's just fatigue and i hate to make excuses as fatigue for players but uh in this case given the last two seasons uh i think you know we could make an exception here uh one of the goals i believe is the sunquist goal if i'm not mistaken no it was the raymond goal uh shot from the circle on the break goes five hole in vasileski and this was just really a a, a matter of just vasileski not closing closing up and, and the and the puck just squeaking by i've seen a couple of those goals over the past couple of weeks and really like I said, what it comes down to, that's just fatigue. I think the last thing you want to do, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about this right before we head into the break, but I just want to end it here with saying that, you know, 
give the guy a chance to breathe. Let him if there's stuff that he needs to sort out, whether it be mentally or or mechanics wise, let him do that in practice. So, you know, I I know that Cooper is very liberal with terms with practice, with with letting guys sit out this and that. I mean, if you were ever going to allow a guy kind of just, you know, tell Vasilevsky take the take the day off. If you want to work on some little drills off ice, go ahead and do that. You know, maybe sometimes that's all it really takes for for a guy to get his head on straight, to kind of get that second wind late in the season. And we all know that Vasilevsky definitely needs that uh, at this point as the Lightning are trying to make a bid for a third straight Stanley Cup title. So we'll talk more uh, about, you know, just should they maybe call up some guys from Syracuse just to get some of the veterans some extra rest. Uh, maybe limit ice time, uh, give Elliot some more time in that, all that stuff, as well as, you know, Ross Colton, Nikita Kucherov, just two of the hottest players on this team within the last couple of weeks. We'll talk about that, uh, what that means for the Lightning going forward into the playoffs uh, in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about one of our sponsors of the day, and that is Athletic Greens. Now, I've been trying to eat healthy. I've been trying to watch what I, I my intake in terms of the things that I eat, the things that I drink. I'm not a big soda person. I, I try to strictly keep it to water. Uh, and, and, you know, I feel like I wasn't doing a lot, especially with where I am. I'm up in New York. So the weather is ever changing. One day it's 80 degrees. The other day it'll snow, uh, especially this time of year. I need to keep my immune system super strong. And I could do that with uh, athletic greens. So you're probably wondering maybe for some of you, what is athletic greens? Well, it is one of the most delicious immune, uh, protection powders that I've ever had. 75 high quality vitamin minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off. Right. Only one scoop of this throw it in my glass, cold water, as soon as I roll out of bed. And it feels like I drank seven cups of coffee without the jitteriness. Uh, and also if you're, if you're a big workout person, this is the perfect thing for you, uh, to get your energy going, to get your focus going, to help with recovery, all the things you need to improve your health. Now, you know, the best thing I love about it is that it's good for people who have all different types of diet. Uh, it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free. It contains one less, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no tasty chemicals or artificial anything. Well, and it still manages to taste good. And the best part about that, because I'm a stickler for price, it'll cost you less than $3 a day. You're investing your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Uh, so go ahead to to Athletic Greens, and they're making it super easy for you to start your fitness journey. I know a lot of people hate that word, but listen, if you're ever going to start your fitness journey, it is now right before summer, so you get that beach body. So they're going to give you one, one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. That's five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up your daily new nutritional insurance so if you're watching on youtube you're staying right here and if you're listening to us on an audio platform you're coming right back from a break right now and we're talking about nikita kucherov ross colton two of the guys that really shined in last night's game, obviously, I would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't mention it real quick that with last night with those cup with those handful of points that Stamkos picked up last night, 
he ties uh, Steve, uh, Marty St. Louis, the guy behind me, whose jersey I got for most points in franchise history. Now, I we all know that Steven Stamkos is far from done, so a, that's a you know huge thing for him. You know to to be to become a franchise leader, regardless if you're a team that is very young, uh, such as the Lightning. You know, only 30 years in existence. That's young. Uh, and, and look what this franchise and, and look has has accomplished as a whole, as well as some of the players to have donned the Lightning jersey. So kudos to him. Uh, but going to some of the guys that, you know, one of them will definitely see his number up in the rafters one day, as well as another guy who I know it's his second year in the league, but he has really made a huge, huge impact on this team and just the little time that he's had. And that is Ross Colton, friend of the show. We've had him on before. If you haven't listened to or watched that episode, go ahead and go back to it. Uh, had a great time. Hopefully we could get Ross back on in, in the offseason. Uh, two goals last night, a goal back on the 14th against Anaheim and another one against Buffalo. Uh, so the guy has really really been turning it on late in the season and and he was one of those people where he would go stretches during the season and you would kind of worry about him just not so much because he would go through stretches where he wouldn't be able to get in the statue and and you could see that ross is one of those players that plays with his heart on his sleeve and there's nothing wrong with that but when the puck isn't flying in the back and that when things aren't going your way you could see it, and the frustration definitely builds up as the season progresses. And But with Ross Colton, he he really, and I've stated this before on past episodes as to why I wasn't worried about him, is because he is one of those guys that uh, he shoots so much, and he's such a good skater. His skating ability has just drastically improved since last year. We kind of saw Ross kind of just, go through these little spurts last season. And that's obviously a lot have to do with being a rookie, being in the league. The speed is completely different up at the NHL level as it is uh, compared to, to, you know, college uh, and, and high school and other levels that you you've played at. So that's kind of him just getting acclimated uh, and his really his, his, any, his welcome to the NHL moment, even though he played a full season with the lightning was obviously game five of the Stanley cup final which he scored the game-winning goal, uh, clinching the Lightning uh, their their second straight championship, and and the thing that really and this kind of ties in with what I'm saying is that Ross really creates a lot of chances for himself, and and there was at one point where the the thought really picked popped into my head to think did the moment get too big? Is he starting to get the yips now? Now that he he is forever etched himself not only in Lightning history but but Stanley cup history and, 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 you know, what is he doing? Is he thinking he has to do too much out there, but that's just how his game is. He goes out there and, and I'm not saying that he's a selfish player. That's, I don't want anybody to think that, but Ross Colton is one of those players. And which is why if he ever goes through a scoring drought, which he will don't worry about him because he creates his own chances. And, and a lot of it has to do with his skating ability, his ability to fight for position, his ability to get down low towards the goaltender and really use his puck handling skills. And that little flick flick of the, uh, the skate move that maybe we've seen him do on wristers here and there, he kind of has cut back on that, which is good because I felt like every other shot he was using that. And, and at first it was, it was really fooling a lot of goaltenders. And then a lot of guys started to catch on. And, and I think he knew that. But uh, his ability to create chances for himself in the limited time that he has 
uh, through the last five games. The most he's played on a, on the ice was about 15 minutes. Other than that, he averages around, I want to say, the 13 and a half mark, close to 14. Uh, that's a That probably equals out to probably, I want to say, 17 or 18 shifts per game. But in that span, I mean, you could see just the chances that he creates for himself. Five shots last night against Detroit. Uh, uh, three against Winnipeg, four against Anaheim, two against Dallas, and and two against Buffalo. So he is definitely going out there. He's being assertive, and I think that's what's something that a lot of these players on this team kind of shy away from because they don't want to they they want to spread the wealth, and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that if you look from top to bottom, even down to the fourth line, uh, with guys like Pat Maroon. Every player on this team can score goals if given the right opportunities. And I think that's why a lot of guys, especially, you know, you've seen kind of with guys like Andre Plot, who we've spoken about a ton on this pod, how he, he's gone through his ups and downs this year and has really struggled uh, to consistently score uh, goals. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of see a lot of the spreading of the wealth. But what happens with that is that, you know, if everybody wants to be a facilitator, then there's only no one's going to be able to score, uh, which is why it's it's so important, especially at this time of the season, and especially so close to the playoffs. Playoffs starting in two weeks, people. Uh, you got to get guys like Ross Colton going, uh, and it's great. So it's great to see him scoring four goals in his last five games. Uh, just a fantastic performance on the ice, and hopefully stays hot because uh, if he if Ross I. And I tweeted this last night, and I'm curious what everybody else thinks. Uh, go ahead and tweet to the show. Let us know what you think, because I really think that if he continues to play like this, throw him on that first line. Why not? Why not? Uh, John Cooper has has showed in the past that he's not afraid to play with the lines a little bit, and and I see no reason as to why not. You know, if Ross is playing like this come the first round of the playoffs and, and you're kind of uneasy about how the rest of the team is, uh, go ahead. Throw him up to the first line. See how he see how he does. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't handle it as well, then you throw him back to the second line. It's not a big deal. Uh, another guy that really talking about really asserting yourself on the ice, and that has been Nikita Kucherov. Who are we really surprised at this point in time? The numbers that he has been putting up uh, just this season, because it, it, it's. It, I feel like every time we, we take a moment on the show to discuss Nikita Kucherov, I feel like. And it's not just here. You hear it everywhere else, uh, all, all the different outlets for covering the Lightning. Um, really, you you see he misses a lot of time. I mean, let's face it. He is susceptible to injury and missing time. I mean, it's we all know this by now. But the fact that the guy has, through 41 games played by you, he, he's missed pretty much half a season at this point. Uh, 19 goals, 52 points. It's like, it, it's not so much that he's putting up the numbers. It's the fact that he is doing it with almost a sense of ease out there on the ice. I, I if you, if you look closely, maybe at the next lightning game, uh, definitely keep your eye on coach is that the way he just skates around the way, you know, if he, he handles a puck, there could be two, three defenders on him along the boards, trying to kind of kind of just squeeze him, squeeze the puck out from him. Um, and, and watch this uh, tomorrow when they play Toronto. But if you just watch how he handles the puck, watch how he handles himself. And, and the thing that makes him such a dangerous player other than his pure talent, his ability to handle the puck, uh, his ability to score, uh, 
the way he he picks and chooses when all right i need to pass this off there's you know uh there's there's obviously other people open but his his iq and we saw that last night on on i believe his first goal of the game it was his first goal of the game where if you you watch go back to the highlight if you want to pause this and then go back to the highlight and then he's skating on the rush and he's he's going towards the goaltender of course but watch his eyes. His eyes are looking across the ice for the outlet, uh, for for the the trailing forward. And Detroit sees that, and they kind of just forget that this guy is is a forty plus goal, is a thirty five plus goal scorer. Uh, he could score thirty goals in his sleep. You you see this right now this year, nineteen and forty one. So uh, the talent's there, and and his ability to not only score as almost as easily as he does, but to do it in a way where he could threaten opposing teams with his ability to thread the needle on passes uh, just shows that a guy like that, and, and I've and I've made the case on past episodes because we've seen this more and more as the season's gone along where uh, – Certain times, especially late in the game, Kucherov will just say "screw it" and and just rattle off three shots on the in the span of a of a thirty second sequence. And that's something that I would love to see from him in every game. I mean, he had four shots last night against Detroit uh, in only twenty minutes of ice time, so pretty good. Uh, that's kind of like his ceiling there. Usually, uh, four shots for a hockey player is is pretty pretty high. Uh, that's probably the average high end. Uh, obviously, with guys like like Alexander Ovechkin, uh, you'll see that a little higher, maybe five or six. But Cooch, uh, I think in the four shot range, I think that if we could maybe get him to average that on a on a nightly basis, maybe because I feel like when he shoots a lot, it opens up the ice so much for this team, and it gives them the ability to do so much more dynamically on the offensive side of things. So I'll talk about a little bit more about that. Uh, how is that going to play into tomorrow night's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs? And we'll we'll cover more about this on future episodes as well as, as this season comes to a close and as the playoffs are right around the corner. But first, I want to talk about our last two sponsors. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you're staying right here, as well as if you're watching us, uh, if you're listening to us on an audio platform, uh, you're staying right here as well. So first, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's playoff uh, basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season, as well as, most importantly, NHL hockey playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And then our last sponsor of the day, the original sponsors, the OGs who have been from us, our day one booze, and that is Built Bar. Like I stated before, I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to watch what I take, uh, what I I ingest, whether it be a liquid or whether it be food. Uh, and, And Built Bar has helped me really stay healthy as I'm trying to get that beach body in the natural way instead of trying to hit the gym. I mean, come on, who has time to hit the gym these days, right? And the best part about Built Bars is that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So it doesn't feel like I'm eating this waxy, pasty thing that doesn't even taste good, you know, to where I don't even feel good as I'm trying to, to 
be healthy on the inside. Uh, and the best part is that they're low calorie, high protein. Uh, so, you, you know, it's not like a, like a, it's not like a, an ordeal as you're eating this thing. Uh, unlike some of the other protein bars that you may come across, uh, a typical candy bar can be from anywhere from two to 300 calories yet built bars are 130 calories or four grams of sugar. So you're getting that candy bar taste, but not that candy bar, uh, all the consequences that come with that. Uh, so go to built.com, use the promo code lock 15. You'll get 50% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 50% off at built.com. So wrapping things up on the show before we wrap things up and kind of talk about more about uh, just what a treat it is to see Nikita Kucherov uh, really come into full. I, I would say he's probably in mid season form at this point, given that this is basically his mid season, considering he's only played 41 games. Uh, just a reminder, go ahead, like, and subscribe to the pod. Uh, give us a follow on our social media pages as well, as well. LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. And just a reminder, because I've had some fans reach out to me. Um, I will be at the last game of the season in uh, at the UBS arena against the New York Islanders. So if you're in the building, uh, go ahead and reach out. We could grab a beer or whatever the case may be. Uh, talk some lightning hockey. Always love hearing from all of you. Uh, so, yeah, just wrapping things up with Nikita Kucherov, as well as kind of just a little bit of continuing the Ross Colton talk uh, just for the next matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs is that I really feel, and this might be a little bit bold for me to say, is that the normally when you go into the playoffs, because let's face it, really at this point, unless something drastically changes, which I highly doubt uh, with a week left in the season, six games left, there's really not a lot, especially now with the way the East is. Uh, it's pretty much locked up uh, with, the, with the Panthers kind of just running away with the division as, as well as kind of Toronto kind of just going back and forth with Tampa in the, in, in the standings. And that is just in the playoffs. Uh, we see every year the teams that go the farthest are the ones with good goaltending. And that goes back to what I said before and why I think it's, it's so important that John Cooper realizes that you want, to give your you want to keep Vasilevsky fresh but at the same time you don't want him to get to get rusty you don't you want to keep that in-game action there which is fine I I have no problem with playing him uh here and there to end the season but like I stated before don't have him play back-to-back games. Just alternate with him and Elliot. I see no reason why. If you want to have Elliot play tomorrow night against Toronto, you have Vazzy against Nashville, or vice versa, have Vasilevsky play tomorrow night against Toronto and then have Elliot play Saturday against Nashville, then guess what? You got Vasilevsky for Sunday night against Florida to wrap up. Uh, so, you know, I think that's the way they should approach it. And at the other side of that, I think this year – for the lightning in the playoffs won't really be so much about good goaltending because we know, you know, as, as much as kind of we're worried about Vasilevsky right now with the way he has played over the last couple of weeks, when, when the playoffs start and the puck drops, I think he's going to, it's going to turn on right away. Uh, but having said that, I think it that's, you know, on the off chance that he is not vintage 
Andre Vasil, playoff Vasilevsky. It's going to be so much more important for guys like Ross Colton, guys like Nikita Kucherov to, to really keep their recent pace of play going. Uh, really go out there and assert yourselves. If the Lightning, and I've stated this over the last couple of weeks, uh, that aggressive play, and, and you saw it last night, and, and like I said, this is why I didn't have really much of an issue uh, so much with the offensive side of things. Um, if the Lightning could go out and approach every game with that same level of energy uh, that they and physicality, because we saw a lot of physicality last night, that big hit by Maroon, uh, I believe in the first period, or actually it was, yeah, it was the second period. Um, if they could replicate that on a nightly basis, and I know that's not so much a, an easy thing to do, if they could at least go out and do that, and 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 I, I've said this a ton on the pod, if they could go out and win the first 10, 10 minutes of the game, I think that just sets the tone for the rest of the games, as well as especially if you're in a best of seven of a playoff series, if you could go out there and dominate the first 10 and just continue that throughout each game, uh, not only does that get yourself going, not only does that build confidence, but on the other side of that, that the, that kind of makes the other team take a step back and rethink their, their, their strategy out there. So we'll obviously, hopefully they can come out and, and, and with that same energy tomorrow night against Toronto, eight o'clock star, we'll be dropping a couple of, episodes from now until then so keep an eye out for that remember to turn on that notification bell on youtube as well as the notifications on if you're listening on, to us on an app-based uh, audio platform so in the meantime that's been it for another edition of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one